In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, listener email number three, the conclusion, the answers to all the world's problems, right here on Man vs. Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the Q, in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Honey, what's up? Not much. I'm kind of shouting. You are. I need to temper that shout. Mm-hmm. Or do I need to shout, shout, let it all out? No. These are the things I can do without. Come on. I'm talking to you. Come on. That's right. You're back you're back in the Q-Dog zone. <laughs> oh, man, before we get started, hey, I'm telling you on each one of these episodes um, and the episodes to come, QuincyMoran.com. Go check that out. Uh, where it says Contact Connect, or crap, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, go find the place where you can sign up for our uh, my email list. If that's and, not uh, proof that we don't prep and we just go. <laughs> I prepare, but, you know, I feel like a dope. I, it's under Contact Us. Or is it under about Quincy? Dadgummit, I'm going to have to go look. Moving on, moving yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I helped put this whole website together, and now I can't remember. Anyway, you can send me your email address, and I will get you connected with me when uh, my new book, or my only book, is coming out. Here, what I anticipate is this year, uh, with the swag, the merchandise, the merch, it'll be coming out. Uh, also, some really, really special episodes that we're going to be doing coming up, you might be invited to be on Men Versus Marriage, the podcast as well. So make sure you get in there and make sure you share this with a buddy. And please go give us an incredible five-star review. Six stars will let you do it um, if this podcast is helping you out. So here we are. Set the stage. We're going back to Jack, who emailed us and uh, had some things going on, felt like, uh, he he wanted to ensure that um, if he felt like something was off with his wife, uh, how could he approach that? Make sure that it's a safe place for them to have a discussion, but how could he approach it without further complicating the situation? If you have not listened to the two episodes before this, I beg of you, once I'm done saying this, to pause and go back and listen because that will help you tremendously there's a lot to learn for us both, even Jeannie and I, you know, kind of doing this and exploring uh, what's going on in our own marriage. Um, it's important you go back and listen. So go do that right now. If you're still on the program with us, let's continue to move on. The last thing we talked about are some of Jack's responses and how um, Jeannie responded, you know, to his questions and to just to give him some feedback. Um, talking about hurtful words and is there resentment, is there unforgiveness? And so what we want to do now, uh, we want to pick up where we left off. We have the lessons that we discussed. You want to go through the exercises. You want to take the time to ask those particular questions like we talked about. And now here is here is the uh, what we're going to call the final episode in this until we hear from Jack again. And if we need to do some more shows to help, that's why we're here. So we will do it. So uh, I, you know, just reached out. Jack, hope all is well. Checking in on you to see how things are going. Have a great week. The Q-Dog. And, and if if we're getting, like I've gotten emails before, and uh, I think I just pissed the guy off because I didn't say what, this is not Jack I'm talking about, but other guys, um, especially when I start preaching the personal responsibility, so they'll just disappear. <laughs> and sometimes life just gets in the way. So, like, the last thing they're trying to do is respond to a podcast guy. Um, but I like to check in every once in a while and uh, just see how things are going because it's important to me that we're helping. So he says this, hey, bro, things are going well. That's a plus. That's a positive. Uh, I tried something similar to what was suggested to determine what was off. However, while I did get the answer, it made the situation a bit tense, and my wife was a bit upset. And that's okay. It's okay if things are tense. 
It's okay if your wife is upset. You don't know what you don't know. And now you have awareness. And you know Quincy Moran is big on awareness. Awareness is a weapon. And you as a warrior can use it for good or you can use it for self-sabotage. So, um, in the end, she stated everything that was stressing her out, which is a lot, and everything that she is going through. And it just has her completely exhausted in the end. So my plan of action is trying my best to see how I can help. I may not be able to address them all, but I just want to help ease the stress and offer some time where she can relax and get some time to herself to rest. How I'm going to do this is where I'm at. Side note, your last podcast was very raw and loaded with a lot of emotion. How do you and your wife manage through it all? That is a loaded question. Here's the beauty of this. Is, you know, just a couple of weeks time, we're emailing back and forth. There's a lot of unknowns. But to understand that it's going well, that's a big plus. To understand that she she was able and willing to let all the air out of the balloon. At least you know where you're at. Mm. And, you know, kind of what Jeannie alluded to before is she's exhausted. Probably not, probably just... You know, not only from work, from her marriage, and from her, you know, her her parenting standpoint. Well, and you don't know where she's at on herself either. I mean, ten months after a baby, yeah, you're you're not yourself yet. <laughs> the thing is, is that you know, you were the place you asked for it. She gave it to you. That is huge. Mm-hmm. That is a huge deal. And so I'm going to read to you my response. Um, I said, man, I am really glad to see you reached out to her and she talked to you about it. And I just gave this as a caveat, if you will. Remember, because this is what Quincy would do. He would go and try to just fix everything, all the problems, mm-hmm. fail miserably. Yes, 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 he would. So I said, remember, it's not your job to fix it all. If you continue to reach out to her and just listen, like completely listen to it all without trying to fix it, that is going to make a difference over the long term. Once you have listened and let her get it all out, what I call letting the air out of the balloon, you simply ask, how can I help? Let her tell you what she needs. Let her pour it all out and you receive it. If some of it is you, then take responsibility. What isn't you, don't try to fix it. Any of it, unless she asks for help. If you want to give some general examples, Jeannie and I will do some shows this week. So, you know, that's a, that's there. And, and then it was like, and, and he said this, he responded, hey, so I listened to the, this week's pod, and it just hit, it hit the mark. I got a bit emotional as it spoke about some important matters that I'm trying to overcome. Firstly, Jeannie mentioned that no one knows how to deal with her emotions. But what do, what do you do in that matter? Just listen alone? How do you support Jeannie when she is emotional? Lately, I notice that I freeze up because it's like my wife wants a response and or feedback, and I just do not know what to do as I'm afraid that my response can be wrong and make the situation worse as this is where my wife can be in her most vulnerable state. Secondly, do you check in with Jeannie, i.e., if you just had a discussion about a disagreement and you took responsibility and changed your actions or started turning uh, the wheels on addressing the matter, how do you check in to ensure that what you are doing is what she wants. Gosh, those are freaking great questions. Mm-hmm. Dude, props to you, Jack. Great freaking questions, man. That, I mean, I love it from how do you manage through the emotions, you know, uh, as far as the, the podcast goes, to these other questions. Keep doing what you guys are doing and keep it raw and real. Cheers. Those, first of all, 
when you even hint that what we're doing is helping you, I don't have the words to articulate how important that is because it's truly what I live for. Of course, I live for my wife and kids and family. It's my first ministry in this life. Uh, But to help people, that is what I live for. So let's talk about a few things here. Let's talk about this first piece that you bring up. And then if I forget, honey, help me go back. Help me go back to talk about how we manage through the emotions. Because that's a heavy question. <laughs> um, so Jeannie mentioned that no one knows how to deal with her emotions. But what do you do in that matter? Just listen alone? How do you support Jeannie when she is emotional? Lately, I notice that I just freeze up because it's like my wife wants a response and feedback or feedback, but I just do not know what to do as I am afraid and my response can be wrong and make the situation worse. So I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit and then I'll ask Jeannie to talk a little bit. Um, we never want to make the, the situation worse, especially when we're naked in front of each other, which is the equivalent to being vulnerable. So in those situations, when Jeannie is pouring her heart out to me, and I am listening, authentically listening, and she is really going on about it, you know, when she's done talking, I will I will ask her, I'll say, um, so this is what, this is what I hear you're saying to me, this is what you're telling me if I understand it right, and this is what you're going through. Is that right? And then if if that is right, then one thing I'm going to know is that I'm hearing her. Like I'm authentically hearing what it is she's going through. If she says, well, no, that may be what I said, but that's, that's not really how I'm feeling about this situation. Um, then she can have a chance to say it again. Because what's important is... She's she's talking. She's mm-hmm. communicating. But I need to know what she's talking about. I need to know where you are, honey, on, on the situation or whatever the topic is. I just don't want it to be a bunch of words. And sometimes if we're going through something emotional and, it, and we're fighting within ourselves, we don't really have the words. Yeah. It's kind of hard to describe what you're dealing with until you actually start using words and then you're like no no that's that's not what i mean that's not that's that's not the right explanation right and so this kind of there's like a fork in the road here like if if your wife jack if your wife is like venting about work or being a parent or she feels like a failure etc and it has nothing to do with you when you repeat back to her it's like honey i want to i want to tell you what i'm hearing you say here Matter of fact, you need to make sure you don't have your phone. You're not, your attention is intentive right here. This would be where your feet are. Um, and with that being said, once you, once you tell her what you're hearing and she's like, yes, that's it. In my opinion, and it doesn't always work. My opinion, the thing is like, okay, how can I help you in this? Or, depending on what the situation is, let's say it's with, it's with one of the kids. It's like, okay, well, maybe, did you consider this? I just try to further the conversation because a lot of times the answers we need are within us, and it's about helping to draw those out. And then you can ask, well, can I give you my opinion? And if our opinions don't line up, it's fine. At least you're getting another side of the perspective. And now, you have permission to give it. You're not just randomly throwing it out there. That becomes that, an offense. <laughs> that exactly is the next part of that, which is if she's like, you know, if you're like, hey, can I give you my perspective? You know, that's you asking her permission to give some direct line, open discussion. And depending on what the topic is, you know, is is where the, the conversation goes. And it's just those why, what questions that you're asking not to poke holes, but just to get to the root of why she feels that way. And women women need that. Mm-hmm. They need to understand emotionally why they feel a certain way. Guys are different. You know, we we can just 
kind of blab about it a little bit to another guy, or we can just go to the gym and start, you know, roughing up the iron. And we get, we get our, like our emotions out physically in a mm-hmm. different way. So it's like you, your wife, just let her just, you know what I'm saying? Just let it out. And if you can help her or if you can give her some perspective or you, you know, play devil's advocate, whatever it is, just to, to help her identify where those roots are, that helps a lot. Now, that's one fork. That's one side of the fork in the road. The other side is, it is about how you made her feel. Now, if it wasn't your intention to do that, it's like, well, okay. Literally, I, I respect, I, I understand and I respect why you're feeling that way. Can I tell you what my intentions were? Yes. Okay, at that point, y'all have agreed. You have permission with one another to talk about it. And it's like, this is what I thought I was doing. I was giving action A because I had thought it was going to result in action B. These are my intentions. And obviously, I missed it really big. And I'm very sorry about that. What can I do to make it right? Because that's what you need to know. That's like the second half of the question. Yeah. So, honey, for you, just kind of give up. I mean, I can understand... As a husband, you know, not knowing what what do you expect from me right now? And I think we kind of clarified that maybe in the previous episode. Something that is helpful is, you know, when it's like, okay, honey, tell me what's on your heart. Just how are you? Where are you? I need to locate you. Mm-hmm. I'll say that sometimes. I need to locate you. And then as she's talking, you know, when she takes a deep breath or whatever, it's like, if I'm on point, it's like, okay, what's my part in this? How, how can I help? Do I need to, do I need to be a listener or do you need feedback? And it's, to me, it's completely okay. If you tell me something and I have no freaking idea what to do or what to think about it, it's like, I, I need to put a pin in that. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Or let's just start talking about it. Let's let's spitball. Let's throw things out there to talk through what exactly this is that's going on. Because sometimes you have some unresolved things in you that you don't, you just don't know. Maybe you've never been there. But for you, um, just listen alone. How would I support you when you are feeling emotional? Um, when you want. Like when you want an answer and you're not getting the answer you're looking for, what can we as husbands do to make you feel like you're being heard? And then how do we overcome the fear of saying something like when your heart is open and us just screwing the whole thing up? Um, well, you and I were talking about this earlier. It goes back to how well you know your spouse's love language. And, um, you know, for me, my top two are touch and, um, quality time. So for me, if, if I'm emotional, one of the easiest things to do, if I'm, if I'm not responding to anything else, or maybe I'm just not able to really talk yet. For me, it's just being held. Um, you know, having that, that, walk by and rub my neck or what just just that little physical of something that lets me know the what I'm going through you're still solid um the other one is is our physical relationship and intimacy because that's a big deal for us oh yeah but it's also a huge indicator on where we're at because the the physical connection can be there but when the mental emotional isn't there, there's just, I mean, it throws us both off the rails a little bit. We still mm-hmm. get, we still get from point A to point B. Everybody gets happy, but th- there's just so much more to it when the connection is fully there and the attention is fully there. Yeah, it's so much more um, than just getting off. It's, yeah, there's so much more to it. Um, the other one for me is quality time. So sometimes it's little things like, um, you know, what, we're gonna go out to dinner tonight. And you set it up with the kids and get everybody on the plan and you and I go do whatever. 
to pull me away from being in the middle of it. Mm. Sometimes, um, especially if I'm going through something and, it, and it's like the last nine months have been a record for us, I would say, in the last 10 years for how much crap can we shove into my emotional tank? Because let me tell you, this freak thing was like, I had nothing. I had nothing left. Yeah. And um, that's a hard place to be. You know, I, I want to connect with you. I want to be able to have what we have on a normal basis. And I just couldn't get there. And it was the same with the kids. I, I was clinging to the ones that wanted me to cling to them and kind of standing back from everybody else because I, I just don't understand what they need. And I didn't have a whole lot to give. Mm-hmm. So, um, for us, it's sometimes important to pull away from like for in my, in our instance, it was the family stuff that was going on work stuff that was going on. And we're trying to move and, you know, work through finances and things like that. And it just, it was just too much mm-hmm. in one shot. So for us, it's, you know what, let's, we're going to go out. Let's go to a hockey game now. Okay, that might be, you know, an expensive way to look at it. But what we did was we pulled away from the house. We left our phones put away. We, you took your work phone and set it aside for the three hours that we were going to be gone. And it was just, just get into the game. I don't, I don't need to have a, a full-on discussion. We don't need to talk about anything that's going on. Let's just go get into the game. Mm-hmm. Because it gives you that ability to just kind of let your worry go for a few minutes Mm -hmm. and now i'm screaming and cussing at totally different people for very different reasons but i'm still getting out some of that you know it's like we just needed somewhere else to maybe focus for a short while um it it seems kind of i don't know simple and basic but just going to Rudy's for lunch and getting out for a couple hours the other day and saying, okay, let's take everything else off the plate, figuratively speaking, and what do we want to do with this house? Yeah. Let's go to the clouds for a few minutes. Let, let's get off of whatever's eating at you. Nine times out of ten, when we get out of that situation and get my mind onto something else, it's a lot easier for me to go – okay, this is a safe conversation. We're, we're in a, a, a location or a spot where, um, you know, all my guards are down now. We're, we're having a good time. We're kind of relaxed. And that's usually when that, that stuff will kind of start to come out and say, um, okay, so this is what's going on. Or, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And it, it just, it's kind of like we do with Hunter and Kiki and autism, redirect. You redirect to get them back on point to where you need them to be. Um, as far as knowing whether or not you're doing the right thing, you always ask. You're, you're really good at asking me questions. Um, you're really good, especially if I'm still like processing th- something, you kind of check in on me and, you know, where you at today? Where, where's your mind been? What have you been working on? Um, things of that nature. Um, but if you don't know what her love languages are, it's kind of hard to know. It's hard for her to recognize what your intent is. Yeah. Unless, unless you articulate, I think, I think that is a great point because when it comes to the second half of that first question, which is, uh, you know, I'm afraid my response can be wrong and make the situation worse. Take a step back from that. Take a step back from that and sit with her and let her know this is my intention. And when y'all are talking in, in just, you know, it's like, honey, from the onset of this, if I say something and it comes out wrong, please, please let me know what you heard me say. You know, if it's like, what is it you heard me say? Because I need you to know from a foundational place that when I respond to you, it's not going to be to make the situation worse. Mm-hmm. If I screw it up, I'm sorry, and I'll and I'll try to talk through it. 
But I, as a husband, when there's something, when there's something that's off, when there's something that's, you know, emotionally, like at a heightened level, I tend, I want to run to that because I want to meet you where you are. I want to help, for lack of better terminology, I want to help you find your way out of that. Not necessarily to rescue you, but where there is discomfort, I want to run at that myself. Now, I don't want to be Mr. Fix-It, but I want to get there, even though it's uncomfortable for me. Well, that's why I was thinking if he doesn't... if, if So, like for me, my top three are affection, quality time, and words of affirmation. Now, contrary to popular belief, they don't... The five don't change. Your primary don't change, but they do rotate. So depending on what you're going through, and this is just looking back over the years and even in the last nine months, words of affirmation for me is number three, but it's not something that I'm like, I have to have all the time. But when we were going through the stuff we've been going through over this last year, it's like, I question myself as a mom. Big time. Mm-hmm. I start questioning myself, um, you know, with the, the selfishness thing, I started questioning myself on where I'm at in our marriage and things that I'm doing. So my mental and emotional state is my internal dialogue is constantly hammering me. So I need the words of affirmation to get past that. I need somebody who's not me to tell me the truth because what's going on inside of me may not necessarily be accurate. Right. And so the reason I'm saying that is um, I don't know her. This is just me. But when the kids were little and I had a house to maintain, I had, you know, little kids running around that I was responsible for, diapers to change, bills to pay, groceries to handle, and I had to maintain myself and try to work on our marriage, I was a mess. And just hearing that you appreciated something that I did or hearing that, you know, thank you for taking care of me or thank you for doing that. Those things go a long way because in the moment I felt like no matter what I did, I had a to-do list that was two miles long and I was lucky if I got three things done. Yeah. Um, and it's not because I wasn't putting the effort out. There's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. And when you're, you're focused on your career or your job, like you, for example, in your job, there are so many components to what you do. Mm-hmm. You can't hit all of them all the time. I mean, you've got 24 hours and 14 of them you're working. So, but even then, it's like I, I still, maybe you got everything done in work, but then you miss something at home. Or maybe you got everything done at home today, but now you've got, you know, two days of emails to figure out. Mm-hmm. There's always that balance issue. And when, especially when they're really small, for me, it was like, oh my God, dude, I can't, I cannot do all of these things. I mean, I wanted to get back to my weight size. I wanted to get, you know, myself feeling better because I was always tired. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I were not on the same page nine times out of 10 because we needed time together, but then there's Kirsten and autism and insomnia. So this was like not even, it was wild. It, it so was just the wild. hardest balance to figure out. If we were having, I mean, we joke, I need 10 minutes. That's literally what it took because it was like, all right, we got 10 minutes, be quick. And I got to get back here and you got to go there. And this is life. It's funny just to jump in there real quick because at first we called it cookies. Yeah. And cookies take time to bake. They take time to make. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's an enjoyable. And then we jump to the microwavable version. Yeah. Then it's like (laughs) just 10 minutes. I just need 10 minutes, you know? And uh, so continue on with what you're saying. I'm just thinking about those were the things back then. I mean, we, we just had so much going on and I don't know what their, their whole situation is, but when you're a mom and you have to take care of childcare and someone else is taking care of your kids, there's that weight that's on you because what did I miss? Even if it's not verbalized, what did I miss? Sure. You know, there are moments where, you know, you might be making good money and you might have things going on, but there are things in life that happen and that stresses people out. It, it's just a matter of what what do you know about her? What What is her love language? What are the top three? And watch what you're going through. They rotate. When we went through medical difficulties, our quality time didn't look like it used to. We had to make an adjustment. Right. 
our affection and our intimacy didn't look the same. We had to make an adjustment. It didn't mean it wasn't still priority, but it looks different because now there are things that have to shift until we get beyond whatever this moment is. It's the same. Your kids might be going through something and you might not be getting a lot of sleep and you're both tired and you're exhausted and you're trying to deal with work and you're stressed out. Okay, this is a season. These things are going to happen for this amount of time. It happens with all kids. It's something that everybody goes through. Now you have to decide. What are our priorities? What are the needs? What are the languages? And how do we meet those And is number one still number one or did number one slip to number three and now number two is number one and number three is number two? And what does that look like? We've had to have a number of conversations to go, okay, this is missing. We're we're not getting our intimacy right. We are not getting our time together. When Quincy had his surgeries, date night was no longer date night. Right. You know, when we went through the COVID crap, date night changed big time for everybody. So we had to decide, okay, where are our needs at? What does this look like? What can we do? You have to be willing to sit down and say, this is what we can do for now. Mm-hmm. This is not a, this is not a no forever. This is a no for now. Biggest lesson we've had to learn over the last two years is it's not a no forever. It's a no for now. Th- those were really, really hard in the beginning because I automatically went to, no, we can't have no. We can't have none of that. There's like, there has to be a middle ground. Yeah. But getting wrapped around, this is not a no forever. Okay. Maybe you, you got a huge financial mistake and you're trying to fix it, but you've got this other thing over here that you're like, but we could really, we really need to go do this. Maybe you don't, maybe you need to fix the mistake. This is not a no forever. This is just a no for now because you've got to clean up the mess first. Right. And then move forward. You can't keep moving forward when something's a mess on the back or broken. You can't just throw a sheet or a rug over it and be like, ah, we'll get to it later. It doesn't work that way. If it does, I guarantee you when you least expect it, one of you is going to come and flip that rug and here it all goes. It is It is going to go that way. And, you know, one thing I think is important that I had to come to terms with and understand um, was this, is it's not my job to fix all my wife's problems. And in addition to that, I am never going to be able to protect her from disappointment or discouragement because she is her own person. So if your goal, you know, if your goal is to make sure that she never feels pain, this is not just you, Jack, but everybody. If your goal is to make sure she never feels pain or disappointment, It's not going to happen. She is, because she's a human being, she's going to have disappointments. She's going to have pain. She's going to have to learn how to grow through that. It is part of the human experience. So just just please know and understand that all of us, and I'm speaking to myself included, because it's not always going to be perfect. So, you know, the what's the next half of that? The next half of that question, you know, that you come up to is, you know, do I check in with Jeannie on, on things? Always. Yes. <laughs> and how do you do that in a disarming manner? Um, a, time is everything. So you need to say, hey, can we set some time aside to talk? And one of the things I think Jeannie alluded to that is just so good is you got to get out of your house sometimes. If you can. If you can. Have someone watch the kids so y'all can get out and be married. Even if it's just going on a long drive. Even if it's going on a long walk. Get out of your circumstances. So you yourself, um, you can be yourself, she can be herself, and y'all can talk without distraction. Without the distraction of the phones, or etc. Because that is really going to go a long way to helping y'all like get to a place where you're focused on each other. And so the question is, secondly, how do you check in with Jeannie, i.e. if you just had a discussion about a a disagreement and you took responsibility and changed your actions or started turning the wheels on addressing that matter, how do you check in to ensure what you were doing 
is what she wants. Three words. How's your heart? That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> now, the first thing's first. Um, it's okay to disagree in your relationship. Now, and look, I don't mean, hey, honey, I want to I wanna have a threesome. Um, I disagree with that. Oh, well, you know, whoosh, you know, I can't believe you disagree with me. Um, that E for... That's the... That's, that's that. Yeah, no, that's... that. There's an E in there. I'm telling you that <laughs> I there's know like, there's some unrealistic things out <laughs> there. But, it, you know, recently, um, you know, Jeannie was having a procedure done and, and we talked through some things about, you know, how to, how to talk to the family about it. Mm. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. And her and I disagreed. And, and the idea was, I think, because I didn't agree with her point of view I thought she was wrong about it and that's not all that's not the way it is all the time it's not like just because we disagree on a matter doesn't mean we're against each other it's just this is how I would do it it's your choice of how you handle this and I'm letting you know I'm not holding it against you I mean I have concern for the future of how it might affect a b or c but it's okay for us to disagree on some things. Mm-hmm. If we get back to the core principles of our relationship and our, you know, our children, et cetera, there's so much that we do agree on. And it's like it's like Christianity. It's like this is not a salvation issue here. You know, this this has nothing to do with that side. So don't don't worry as much in context about disagreements. Because you really learn a lot about yourself and your spouse when you work through your disagreements, and maybe you remain that you remain in the place where you don't agree on it, but it is okay, because it's not your job to make her more like you, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So you know, when I have I talk to when I managed employees. Um, And now it's like, look, I'm closer with my wife than anybody on the planet, and we don't agree on everything. So let's not expect that we're going to either. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. Um, So I do check in, and she checks in with me as well. Because, you know, this is not a a one-way street when it comes to the offenses, if you will. But for me, you know, how it's how how you set your relationship up do you check in once a week at a particular time coach rita her and her husband bill that's what they, the did. they did it <laughs> it was like everything was cool we know we're going to talk about things mondays we are airing the grievances and it's all coming out and it could be really ugly uh for tony and elisa one extraordinary marriage they have the coffee talk it's like hey scale of one to ten how am i well you were a two and you kind of get defensive about it. You got to go with what works for you and check-ins. And and how does that feel? Ours are kind of daily. Our, ours are exactly. more of a, a text or a phone call check-in um, to see where we're at. Now, if there's bigger things going on, it might be more than that. Um, but our we don't have these long, like, drawn-out things. Like, with the airing of the grievances, it's like two hours they put aside to just sit down and yeah. talk. We don't necessarily do that. Ours is more of a, a check-in each day. And, and then if something comes up, it's like, okay. Um, when we get to this point in the day, you know, whether it's you getting to a hotel out of town because you're working or if it's, you know, when we get home tonight after we get the kids settled, we're going to have a conversation. It's just a, a way to preface each other to say, okay, th- this is definitely a conversation that needs to happen. Right. And so now we're going to make it a priority instead of time for it. We don't necessarily, Quincy and I, because of the way our life is, don't necessarily say, okay, on Sundays, we're going to have this meeting at this time and blah, blah, blah. We've tried it. It doesn't work for us because the way that our family dynamic is, we just have too many things going on. So now we have more of a, a, a daily, like, you know, when we're on the road or when we get a chance to, to connect, it's, hey, how, how is everything going? Is there anything I can mm-hmm. do to help? Um, especially that's the biggest thing I think for both of us is, um, you know, when one of us is stressed about work or the house or whatever, it's like, okay, what can I do to help? 
Is there anything that I, or, or I always ask him, is there anything that I can do to help? Is there anything that I can do that would maybe make this easier? And sometimes it's so simple. It's like, well, can you help me pack my bag? Cause otherwise I'm gonna have to get up an hour early to do it. That, that is so easy for me to do. It's not even an issue. Sure. I can do that. If it's going to take an hour and let you sleep for another hour and it's going to help you with whatever the stress is, that's easy. Um, for the other side, it's, you know, well, what can I do to help? Can you assign or make dinner tonight so I can go and just relax? I, I need an hour of quiet. Yeah. Once you start doing it, it just kind of becomes natural. It's yeah. no longer a check-in. It's just a simple, it's a conversation. Yeah. And for me, you know, I'm, I'm intentional about so many of the things that I do. Um, but it just, it, at one point it becomes second nature because you want to check in with your spouse and see how she's doing. So in the beginning, while you're building these habits, you need to be intentional. After, you know, I would say, y'all have a big situation going down. You're like, okay, you know what? This one's on me, and I'm going to do my best to make sure that it's right. Will you please let me know? Buzzword means yeah. we need to talk about a situation. That'll be disarming to us both, and I'll understand. You know, um... For Jeannie, when I had to throw things at her that she wasn't ready for or big changes, it was speed bump. So you need to find you need to find something there so you can say, okay, all right, love, X, Y, Z, and that means let me, I'm gonna I wanna check in with you. Yeah. And and it goes a long way. And one thing that was important to me early on is, you know, we were, you know, changing our relationship. I was a football coach for nearly ten years. And I told Jeannie, and I'm a sports guy, and she's a sports gal now because of hockey. It's like, just give me the playbook. I just want to know the playbook. And it's like, well, my spouse should know this about me because we've been together for X amount of years. Bullcrap. No. No, it doesn't matter how long you've been together. You're a functioning individual entity with thoughts and feelings of your own. So if my wife likes a certain thing when we're in bed, then I'm going to, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I want to do. You experiment from time to time, but you know your go-to. So if it's like, honey, I'm going to say this or I'm going to give you this because this is how you want it. It doesn't matter how I want it to be. Mm -hmm. I know she needs me to check in on her. I know that it's important for me to make sure that I'm a man of my word and I'm following through. So that is what I do. So if y'all had a discussion on a Sunday, you know, it's not likely that you're going to change in one day. But after a week's time, you know, you are intentionally becoming a new man and doing something different. It's like on Wednesday, say, honey, I'm, I'm working hard. How is your heart in this? And it, it's too early to tell. Or this is what you're doing and it's really helping me. Then good, now you know. Or this is what you're doing and... I see that you're trying to help me, honey, but it's this is what I need. And it's finding out what does your spouse expect in a in a very respectful and mutual scenario. So I hope that helps you in understanding what it is that, that we're talking about here when it comes to checking in because I do that. And I'm, I let her know up front, I'm going to check in about this. If I say X, Y, or Z, this is what it means. So really, you're doing the heavy lifting up front so your wife understands. And if she needs to check in first, just put it out there. Say, honey, if you want to check in with me because you need to talk about this, you know, let's make sure we do it that way. And, you know, that is... That is what I got. Let me know, Jack. Is is that the? Are those the answers and the ideas that you were looking for, or can we take another pass at this to help you better understand? And you know, how do you check in? No, 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 no. Go back to this. Um, side note: Your last podcast was very raw and loaded with a lot of emotion. How do you and your wife manage through it all? We do it with each other. That while that's a loaded question, we have learned to build trust because we were very intentional about it. So, you know, we do come together um, and talk about what's going on. We need you need to know 
What makes your wife tick? What is it? Jeannie uses the tool of the love language to kind of articulate that, but what makes your wife tick? If she's quality time and you guys can can do it, then you need to set up at least once a week where you're getting her out of the house and you're sitting in front of her over dinner or some kind of an experience so that you are intentionally giving her the time and she can tell you where she's at and you can talk to her about where you're at and what does your relationship look like? What did you set out to make this relationship when you first got married? And then talk about those things. You know, why did you choose me? Why This is why I chose you. And what happens is as you go through the emotional things, you once you build that trust with each other that you know your spouse is not going to hurt you on purpose, and then you talk through it, you'll know the motivation of your husband or your wife's heart. And that, that motivation is to do good by you, is to build you up, to love you, support you, etc. And Jack, your wife does those things for you. So what are her needs? What does she need from you? And how can you best accomplish that? And I'm not saying that you have to bow to her every whim. Because you're, you know... You, what it is, is you go and you check in with her to make sure that her top three or whatever those needs are, are met. Jeannie needs to know that she matters. That is, somebody is making her priority. She does a terrible job of making herself a priority. Mm -hmm. But to feel loved, she wants to feel like somebody cares about her. So I do that with intention. It's easy for me because she does matter to me <laughs> a lot. Um, she needs oh, to make no, sure no. she needs to make sure that she needs to feel safe. She needs a sense of security. So, and there are things that I've done in the past that I didn't even know I was doing it. And she would tell me, I think it came out on a podcast one time. Well, every time we're in public, you put your hand on the small of my back and you guide me here and there well and everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't realize I was doing it, but it's mm -hmm. natural. I, I realized I was, I do that with the girls too when we're out. Mm -hmm just kind of guiding them around to make sure if something's crazy, kind of move y'all around behind me and then I'll take the lead. Um, but she needs to feel safe. And then the next thing she needs is to make sure that her children can eat. She doesn't care if she's eating. She cares most that her children are, are cared for and have what they need. So those are the things that I facilitate as my part of helping to make her whole. I'm, but the, here's the thing. It's not my responsibility to ensure that she's happy all the time. That's her responsibility mm -hmm. internally. She's got to do that. But we complement and connect with one another. And then what it is my part in our relationship, I lead where I'm the best leader. And she does the same where she's the best leader in our relationship. And, I, and it's my priority to ensure that I'm leading when it comes to making her feel like she matters because she does and that she's safe to the best of my ability and that our family has provision. You know, we are, we're Christians, so we believe that God is our provision. You still got to go out there and do your part. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know your wife's top two or three things, you know, the fourth thing is, you know, and it could be the first thing or the last thing, but she loves to laugh. She loves it. And I love making her laugh. I like to forget I have to be a grown-up. Yeah. And I just so have fun. that's a big deal. And those are four things that uh, I'm in tune with, you know, making sure that because we, like, like you said in the beginning, like we said in the very first part of this podcast, she loves you and accepts you for you. And that is the ultimate compliment for anybody. Now, you want to be better, but she loves you how you are. And you must do the same for her. And don't try to make her more like you. That's not why you married her. You married her for who she is. And because of, the, because of those things that it is where like she makes you feel like you have a safe place. And that's not always easy as a guy. So keep those things in mind. And there's one more email that we'll talk about it. We'll have to do a separate show on for you, Jack, and we will do it. And I am so grateful, so dang grateful. Well, to finish that point, that is what allows Jeannie and I to manage 
through these deeply emotional situations. Her and I both know there is no one in the world who can better relate to what we are going through. There's no one in the world we trust more than one another to go through that. So we talk about, I'm big on, a lot of the things I hear Jeannie saying are things that I've kind of developed over the years in order to help her cope through situations and help myself and then help my children. And truly, you need to talk about all the things, but in the end, you focus on what you can affect. If you're trying to control everything out of fear in your life, you will fail. So focus on those things you can affect. Put your time and energy there. Make sure that y'all are both being intentional about cultivating and developing and growing your relationship. And the more you do that, the more prepared and equipped y'all will be to go through these times together. And uh, that is, that's the absolute best I can give you at this point. And I hope that helps you. And, and I know we got one more email to talk about, which we'll do a, a segment on that. And I'll tell you, they are great questions. Keep them coming. If you're listening and you have questions, send them. We will talk about your story the same way. And we will keep you anonymous if you want to. And we will help talk through what you are going through. And if Jeannie and I have been there, we will tell you what we've done, how we've screwed up, and how we've gotten it right. And if you're going through something where we can't help you, we have a small network of folks that might be able to help you. So we will help push you in that direction. We're here for you. Any last words, honey? No, I think you covered it all. All righty. All righty. Well... Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, that is my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. I am Quincy Moran, a.k.a. The Cute Dog. Yeah, The Cute Dog. And this is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. <laughs>